Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information you never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials so it's best to always pack a columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie to protect against the sun i mean it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot that's a win-win columbia pfg has a lot of great gear so before you head out on the water head over to columbia.com pfg to shop their performance fishing gear My name is Craig Ferguson. The name of this podcast is Joy. I talk to interesting people about what brings them happiness. Joel McHale is about as tall as a person should be. And he's funny. And he's my friend. Here he is. What were you doing when you were 18? That's make me feel very nervous. Yeah. Let's see, 18, I was in a... What were you doing, Yuri? You were sporty, so that kind I was of probably, very sporty. That saved you probably from the world of drugs and but stuff. But we, uh, yeah, my brothers and I had already totaled five cars. And my dad was like, I'm going to have a tick. And uh, he was like, I'm going to have a tremor because of you guys. That make, make me so nervous. Well, how come you totaled cars? I, I, I mean, were you driving them, stealing them? No, no, we just weren't great at it. Took us a while. <laughs> You know, it's like learn. It is like learning a sport. <laughs> we just were very lucky we didn't get hurt. But but the, but I think of you like you're kind of all American though. So when you were crashing those cars, you were crashing them in a wholesome, reasonably wholesome. Way. Oh, very much. So. Yeah, we, like, I crashed them into like a Walmart. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, yeah, I was very charitable and and, and you I, were and you were sober when you were crashing those cars. You yeah. Were, oh yeah, definitely. Though, you know, there was people in my high school who weren't. So, yeah, I was, I, I really enjoyed my teenage years. Did you really? Like, I loved, like, I was terrible at school, but I loved playing sports and I loved Weren't you like a, you were like a proper, like, uh, football player, like a tight end, right? Well, well, I played one year in high school and then I joined the team when I was a freshman in college out yeah. of sort of a whim. But as far, like, so I, I had played a few years, but I played baseball and basketball and See, that's very impressive and wholesome and good. That's why you're in such great shape now, because you got into it when you were young. Oh, no, this is desperation. No. Because some of my friends who were way better athletes, now they look like, you know, oh, well, that uh, like, a, like a swollen alien. That happens too, like guys. <laughs> Wait. Like they're a blob. Now they're just like a blob with multiple, you know, like the thing. Well, have you yeah, seen but the how thing? do you know that? But that could be great shape for the thing. I mean, that species. Oh, you're right. You know, I mean, you're, you're applying human. It could have been a very lean, <laughs> lean thing that just devoured human beings. It was only devouring protein. It wasn't, right, there wasn't right. any carbohydrates. It was, it was on that diet. What's that diet again? The protein, the keto diet? Keto with those Atkins. Well, your thing is with those diets, though, because I've tried them all. Uh, the keto one in particular, I think you poop like once every couple of weeks. It's just that's, that's not it's not enough for me. Well, I save it and date it and uh, save it and date have it, it analyzed. No, uh, Salvador Dali used to do. He used to like in his diary every no morning. Way. He would start talking about what his poop was like. What a what you're a, like the guy that <laughs> one of the greatest painters ever. Well, you I know. feel like he was pretty. He, he was okay. Come okay. On. Yeah, he was a great draftsman, but something of a of a showman, I think. I you mean, think the the clo- the melting clocks were just a bit much? Ah, come on. Or the know, the tiger bursting out of the gun? No, you know, you know what I like. I like a sort of blue hued senorita on velvet. Now you got something. Elvis maybe on velvet. Velvet Elvis. Um, who was the artist? 
Uh, I think that was uh, uh, Mogdigliani. Mogdigliani yeah, did I think, that. I think so, yeah. Oh. I, think, I think that's the one that, that made him get drunk afterwards. He's like, oh. what have I done? I think, I was, was he Italian or French? I can't remember. That sounded like <laughs> neither. <laughs> and <clears throat> What have I done? <laughs> I made of Helvet Elvis. Now I must kill myself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now I would uh, watch see, I this didn't think series. of you. Are you an art aficionado? Are you, like, seriously, no, are you? No, I'm good at faking it. Sarah is an art. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sarah's really smart with the art. Uh, she knows all that stuff. I took one class in college. The uh, history of Renaissance art was kind of a you know a survey, and that really sent me up great for parties. So you could say the girl. That's how you go, Sarah, isn't it? You were like, yeah. Oh, do you like Velasquez? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it was like you know Giotto's Chapel. Oh, nice in Padua. And then you could say you were born in Italy because I always forget that. I mean, you yeah. were born in Italy, so you can do the whole "What's the common go? I don't understand your language, everybody." Yeah, a lot of this you can't see it on the microphone, but I'm just taking the you're, tips of my fingers. You're and doing, just, yeah, I do a lot of this. You know what that is? That's the upside down emus right there. That's oh. what you do. The upside down emus. Wait, where were you born? Uh, New Zealand, were you really? No, I was I know, born I know, in I Scotland. I it was like, but but which, I, it is people bring up the Italian, like, oh, you were born in like, like I had anything to really do with it other uh, than appearing. Well, yeah, but I mean, what age were you when you left Italy? Thirty-one. Well, so you got no, a little bit of uh, like you know two. Yeah, but can you speak Italian? No. What? I did lose my passport there. It got stolen. <laughs> and I walked into the American consulate and they were they kept coming back and because like they saw that I was born in Italy. They were like yeah. they were so confused. I'm like, I lost my passport. Do you have any bubble gum? <laughs> uh, I hate Al Qaeda. I don't know what's going on. I can't yeah. buy any peanut butter. And they were so like, You're not an Italian. I'm like, well, not kind of. What's the coming to go? I kinda find my passport. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? No, it's good. But you know what? Do you know what happens in Glasgow? There's a big Italian community in Glasgow. And the Italians that like, especially like second generation, they speak Glasgow accents, but but they they have Italian Glasgow accents. So it's amazing sound. It's like, hey, how you's doing? You come to my shop and uh, maybe we come over here. You like the fish and chips? It's very, very strange. That, I I love it. That that needs to be a show. What, and, Italian Glaswegian? Yeah, that's a... It's a great thing. It's got to be a show. And I'm guessing the food game got up. Oh, my like God. They changed the country. When the yeah. Italians and the Pakistanis and the Indians came to Scotland, they improved it by like... A thousand percent. Because up until that point, all we ate was like mud and then custard at Christmas, all made of potatoes. Mud. Mud and custard. It was mud until Christmas and then back to mud in January. <laughs> yeah, but you got custard for Christmas Day, made of mud. Mud custard, obviously. I'm assuming now, I mean, obviously with the food revolution, now there's like high-end Scottish cooking where oh they, my God, they yeah, like the haggis yeah. has never been better. Yeah, I mean, and the haggis is actually, is like a, a, well, you're a foodie guy, aren't I you? I do like food. But yet you only eat one meal a day. Yeah. It's a di- uh, you know, it's a duality that yeah, I... Yeah, well, well the, the, the young age duality, or maybe it's just a straight up uh, eating disorder. Oh, uh, I hope so. Do you think so? I just thought it could be just a... Well, uh, you know, I try to keep below a certain weight. I want to be 122 pounds all the time. Dude, that's never going to happen. I have to lose 78 pounds. Your arm weighs 122 pounds. Look at that arm. That's an amazing arm. Uh, During the pandemic. But only one. You look like a crab that lost the fight. Well, I'm just... (laughs) Just working one arm. uh, The claw got ripped off. Uh, During the pandemic, I was like, if I don't work out every day, I'm going to just... But you're in great shape. I mean, you look like you're 30 years old. Thank you for saying that. Well, it's Well, it's also the hair transplants that help too. You've got a hair transplant and you've got... And you work out. Yeah, I transplanted all this down here up there. Nah, I don't believe you because it would be much curlier and finer. <laughs> you have no idea what it's like down there. <laughs> oh, I've heard. <laughs> it's I've heard. This is the hair I always wanted. Well, my hair? Yeah. You want my hair, man. I look... And you know what was great? Because you have some gray hair. Yeah, a but lot you of went it. gray early. Yeah. And it was hard to tell what your age was. Uh, not Which, anymore. Well, I disagree. You, because yeah. you have, you have, uh, yeah. I'm, dude, I'm 61 years old. I know. That's so it's happy. terrifying. It's terrifying. I mean, like when I get up in the in the morning, like just stand up out of bed, like crickety noises, like tick, like all my bones click. And your wife is like, uh, oh, you know, she's she thinks who dropped the matches? <laughs> Did you get a hip replacement during the <laughs> while you were sleeping? I thought about it, but you're you look great. I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay. I I also eat one meal a day, but the, what I do is I eat 
all day. It's well, a day it is starts at eight a.m. and ends I think at- I may have an eating disorder a little bit. I have an unhealthy. I have an unhealthy pathological relationship with food for sure, because like I'm staying in a hotel right now, right? right? You know the the drawer that has candy in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I went to that drawer yesterday and I was like a raccoon. I just like ate everything. Like the wrappers are all everywhere and everything. It's a mess. And I. So if it's if it's in front of you, you're gonna eat it. Yeah, I'm like the dog. You know, if you bring groceries home and you leave it in, them in the room with me, no. I'll eat them. See, I scream out loud, "Get behind me, Satan!" When I see that candy, and sure, people in the other rooms complain because they think Satan's in your right. room, right? Uh, but it's good for me to just declare it, and then. And then I usually flush it all down the toilet with the cocaine. I did that. I did no that. No way. Yeah, I tried that. I was on tour and there was like, they give, you know, sometimes you go and play a casino or something. They say, oh, enjoy the chocolate basket, you know, yeah. of, so there was a basket of chocolate in my room and I was like, I, I can't, I don't know what to do because it was the middle of the night. So I dipped it in the toilet so that I wouldn't eat it. And then you ate it. Then I ate it. <laughs> That's like you know me. But you burn. Are you still doing stand up and stuff like that around? Do you ever do it still? I do. Uh, yeah. It's been harder. I take gigs like casino gigs sure. where I'm like, I can get there, do it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had as much time to work on stuff. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of scrambling and writing jokes to where I'm going and talking about like, ah, that's all right. That's here we perfect. are in Calgary. Yeah. Which, uh, and uh, so I have one more gig and then, yeah. Uh, and you're not going to do it anymore? Well, no, I, I love doing it. Yeah, it's great. It's You fabulous. burn a lot of calories doing it. I used to. I don't anymore. I just stand there now. I'm like Gaffigan now. I just stand there <laughs> and say things. I'm like sweary Gaffigan. <laughs> that's I feel like Gaffigan's, he's beginning to move towards a... You know, it's getting uh, it's getting, getting edgier. Yeah, it's getting a little edgier. Well, you know, Jim, when he started out, it was pretty edgy, and then he he made the stylistic choice to stop swearing. I couldn't do that. No, I I I tried it, and then I tell you, I did it a little bit. I was I did a, a couple of shows with Leno and Arsenio Hall during the summer in casinos, and and they said you have to do a PG thirteen show, so I did. And it, I kind of liked it. You can't actually. say fuck on PG-13? No, and I think you get one, but Arsenio went on first and he used it up. So that's <laughs> and you're I like, I'm like, oh, well, I can't it's do not it. One per, it's, it's one for the night, not I, one per person. I don't know. I, just, I didn't want to risk it because, you know, people get mad at you. I think Leno should come out with a special called Fucking Shit Up and <laughs> just <laughs> blow away. <laughs> it would be huge. He is an amazing stand-up. I, I mean, still, I was like, I was watching him because I'd never seen him live. And I was watching him like, damn, I get it. You know, yes, it's a it. different, have you ever seen him live? I have never seen him live. It, it will blow your mind or some, it'll blow something hard. Something will get blown. I did a car show with him. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't, obviously it's not the same thing. Well, he wasn't doing stand up, but it's much the same. I said to him, I don't know if I know my act. And he said, just keep talking. They don't know the scripts. Just keep talking. <laughs> That's true. So you sh- should do that when you're worried about, oh, do I have enough material? Just keep talking. Oh, and if, I, it's not, if, yeah. it's, if it's not funny, they'll just think you're, you know, you're not that good, but that's all right. Like, Why? I he did. tried though. They'll think he tried. <laughs> he stood up there <laughs> and talked into the microphone. Yeah. I did do a show in Texas and they were like, I, want, I didn't realize it, but they wanted to be a clean show. Okay. So did you uh, do it? I opened up in prayer, right, and said, "Dear God, please help me not to say fuck or shit so much." <laughs> and, did you actually do that? Yeah, and then I put out a swear jar, <laughs> and and then so there was like a bunch. It actually worked. Did it? Did they forgive you? They did. Well, the weird part is that like there was like four big rich like uh, Yellowstone donors. Right. Two of them were very like conservative as far as talk. And then the other two were screaming fuck at me. They were like, say fuck, we don't care. All right. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. It's the duality of man. It's right there. It's the Jungian dilemma. You know, it's, yeah. it's one way or another way. It's Mugdigliani making the Velvet you know, Elvis. It is. Do you think that if you, when you stop swearing, do you feel like, I'm betraying my country. No, I, I feel like I'm doing better. I feel like I've finally grown up. <laughs> and then, I don't know, it's it's difficult. You know, when people say things like, the stuff that makes me angry 
is when people say, well, good comedian doesn't have to swear. Right. I'm like, well, so then Richard Pryor is not a good comedian. Yeah, I Eddie mean, Murphy's that, a bad comedian. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's absurd. It's yeah. language, and language is glorious. And, I, and, you know, when you mention Scottish people and swear, nobody swears like Scottish people. It's beautiful. Scottish and Irish people, it's kind of like... It flows so oh, well. Unbelievably wonderful sweariness. But, yeah, I suppose I do feel like I'm betraying the country when I don't swear, so fuck it. I'm not gonna not going to do it anymore. Do do you do your kids swear? I'm afraid they do. Yes, as do mine. Yeah, and my parents did not like swearing at all. So I felt, yeah, when I got out of the house, you just, really let fly. Well, look at this shit. Yeah, I, I think it was a reaction. Did you leave? The, did you leave the house early? I mean, were you were you out when when you were young? Were you like 18, not, 17, well, 18? Well, kinda. I went to college and moved out, but then were you a dorm guy? Were you like you know? I was in a fraternity for one quarter. And and I did not like it. I can't imagine. You're too smart. Oh, you know, I mean, well, I think there. I met, you're smart and you're sensitive. You really are. You, I, you, thank you. You'd lose your fucking mind in that world. No, and so I moved back home, <laughs> and because it was like I was like, ah, oh, this will be temporary. I'll finish out the year. Yeah, and then I just never did. You uh, stayed home for college. I, like my mom worked at the university I went to, so <sighs> my mom and I drove every morning. To college together. I you would must to- have got so laid when you were in college, turning up with your mom. <laughs> hey, who's getting out of that Toyota Camry? <laughs> That's right. But here's the thing. Parked in I the mean, handicaps. But you and Sarah met pretty early on. I mean, you were young. Yeah, I got married when I was 24. That And, and you're still married and still happy? That's, yeah. That's great. I can't believe, again, as I said, someone agrees to have sex with me. Well, you know, she's an odd woman. Uh, you know, she's, she's a fascinating person and she's got unusual taste and that's great. Yeah. It works. You know what? I talk about charity and uh, And she's artistic. She likes an unusual yep. shape and a juxtaposition See, of forms and stuff. How do you know so much about what I look like down there? <laughs> I don't know if that's what you look like down there, it's a guess. Yeah. Based on right. what like you've Picasso. told me. And also you you removed all your hair from there. Yeah, apparently. there's nothing. Do you know what? Or and skin. <laughs> It's, I'm in so much pain I, right oh, now. Oh, no, that's that's bad. Is this what you end up talking to Leno about? We talked about cars, I think, a little bit. I really I hope I, he I doesn't really, die from what he's doing. He's okay. He's all right. He's he, try. He's, I was like, oh, this is, I hope this, this is becoming a pattern now. Well, he showed me, he said, do you want to see the uh, photographs of the operation? I'm like, uh, no, but yeah. So on his phone, he has photographs of while they're, fixing his face after the burns and the the surgical procedure. I was like, who who's taking the photographs, Jamin? Hey, some doctor. I don't know. He's taking the photographs. I said, yeah, take these photographs. And they he shows his face with all the, I mean, it's crazy. It's like. And then how many months later did he wipe out on the motorcycle? I, it, was, it wasn't, it was like two months. It was like, but you're a car guy, aren't you? you do I am, them. but yeah. I don't. I, Are you motorcycles too? No. No, no, me neither. No, I'm done no. with that shit. I, 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 that for that is a young man's game. That is a game to play when you don't have kids. You know, it is. I, I had an accident when I was forty. You ever mm. have an accident on a motorbike? No, Jesus. I've had bike accidents, but I can't imagine what it would be like going triple the speed. It's unbelievable, man. I've been hit by some big fucking dudes, but and so have you. You played football, right? So yeah, it's worse than that. It's worse than that, and you aren't. And I was, oh my god, I, I was like, oh, it's so painful. And then about, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, I fell off a horse. What the fuck I, were you doing on a horse? You know, I like, I like being on horses. But okay, you, you know, Megan has horses. So well, that's like, true. So I have to like, but you fell off. I fell off the horse. That's a big fall. Yeah, and I and I was like, yeah, I'm too old for this now, because when I was lying on the ground, I thought. This could be it. So, How did you fall off the horse? Well, you know, it's a long story, but basically the girth was a little tight. It nipped underneath his little leg thing. He bucked and threw me right off. Big horse, too. Yeah, I know. But I was only winded because I landed in sand. But I felt, you know, have you ever been, you know, when you get winded when you yeah, fall? Yeah, when you get the, yeah. and you think, I think my spine's gone. I think that's it. Yeah, I think I'm can't done. Breathe and- yeah. Yeah, that I, I don't play basketball now because <laughs> I get scared. Well, you got to do something. Like you're in the gym or something. I go to the I I work out every day right. and I play tennis now because you can't run into other people playing tennis that unless you're playing doubles. Okay, do you do you like the tennis? I love it so much. Jesus, I don't stop running because I have a torn meniscus, but I can still. You still move around the tennis court? Yeah, I just got to hit it really hard so they they have to move. Do you know, it's funny. I, I really don't care for tennis. 
it's the sport of your land. No, isn't it's, it? Isn't it, wasn't it Henry VIII played tennis? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Shakespeare mentioned it. And yeah, anyway. yeah. No. I, I think the thing about tennis is, is it seems like a sort of, it feels like it's a petty situation. Like, you take the ball. No, you take the ball. No, you take the ball. It's like, somebody just keep the ball. You could make the same argument about soccer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're like, I'm, why do you keep passing it backwards? Yeah, you know, you could. I'm not lying. I, I feel like I'm not very connected to sport in a big way. I like to run. Do you uh, go for runs? I do go for runs. And yeah. you can still run well. Your knees are all right? It's a little trickier than it used to be. It's I have to slow down. Yeah, It's a lot of pounding. Yeah. No, I think with tennis... I do a lot of pounding and I go for a hey, run. Yeah. See, I think, <laughs> uh, I, think the, uh, I think tennis is like a boxing match because it's, it's... I used to do that a lot too. See? Yeah. You, you ever box? I never boxed. Oh, you'd love it, man. I would. I should have, but you I would be all messed up. Even no, no, more. no, no, no. You can you can box without. You wear some stuff and box with someone that you pay to not hurt you. It works out, especially in L.A. Well, yeah, there's all sorts of gyms with white guys and yeah, and who are like, like I, I can do it. I go can. to Karen boxing, you know, with all the the white women of a certain age or oh, boxers. They're just yelling at. Uh, yeah. people that no, should, no, no, no. What are you doing in this neighborhood? Get and, out of here. And they uh, punch and stuff. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, everybody has stuff that stresses them out and annoys them, and I'm no different from anybody else. For example, I get very irritated that people that wear shoes that look like feet. That's not a big deal, but it's a, it's a big deal to me. Obviously, there are much more important things to get worried about. Get them off your chest. When you keep them bottled up, it starts to affect you negatively. Now, therapy is a safe place to do that. That's what I did. And you figure out what's going on with you, work it through, and then let it go. Let it go, you see? That's what, I, that's what I think. I've done a lot of therapy, and I have to say I'm a very satisfied customer. If you think I'm kind of tense now, you should have seen me before I started. I'm actually, I really do recommend it. If you can do it, you should do it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I'd suggest giving better help a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with, you know, a licensed therapist, a proper one, and then you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. I just think it's a good idea. Give it a shot. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash joypod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash joypod. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I have a friend. His name's Duffy Culligan, and he's a terrifyingly good boxer. Yes, yeah, all right. Sounds already good. Yeah, Duffy Culligan. Duffy, it does and not sound in, like a boxer. And in the other corner, Duffy Culligan. No, Culligan's out of Tipperary, and that's going to be, it's going to be a hard match today. He's going to be a hard match. He got his nose broken. Yeah. And so he showed up to school. He showed up to uh, our kids used to go to the same school. Everyone. Yeah. He just showed up. You were at gone by then. With, yeah. It looked like yeah that someone had poured uh, blood under his skin uh, and it spread out over his face. See, I never did that kind of box. And that's real box. I used to box with a Mexican guy in California. He used to come to the house and he would train me. And I'd box, but we'd spar. He would come to your home. He would come to the house and we would box in the backyard. And I like how you paid a guy to try to beat you up. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I paid him, I paid him money so that he wouldn't beat me up because he could have beat me up. Right. But I always knew I was hitting him really hard because when I really fucking let fly, like if I really got him well, he'd go like this. <laughs> Good. 
and he would smile. That's when like, you know you're dealing with. That's why I was like, when people get into fights on the street, I'm like, uh, you have no idea who you're dealing with. Yeah, you don't know what could happen. No, it's, it's bad. I, were you ever a scrapper when you were a kid? I got into a number of. I went to Catholic school, so right, we were always yeah. there. Was always there was a lot of tackle football with no pads during recess, and you never knew. But the last, oh, I guess it was post college that I challenged someone to fight to uh, a duel. I was like, I challenge thee, and I had <laughs> threw down your gloves. Beautiful pistols that I had brought, and we. Won my, um, no, we were. I was on a co-ed softball team, and the uh, one of the guys decided not to slide into second. He just ran over uh, this nice woman who was our second baseman, and I, w the, I was like, oh, I'm seeing red. I'm going to go kill someone, and uh, ah, you lost your temper. I, I does, and it doesn't. I never usually ever. That was like the last time I was like, oh, you need to be careful. So, but no, I never. I feel like there's less, maybe there's more fist fights. I don't know. I got into a few, but I wasn't any good. You know, it always ended up on the ground, like rolling around. Yeah, I think that that, I don't know. I mean, like you're 10 years younger than me, something like that, right? I literally yeah. am. Right. So you I have way better hair. Well, you're in much better shape. That's so, true. you know, I'm like a hairy, out of shape alien. You were not out of shape. I'm a little out of shape. All right. I like yesterday when I went crazy on the candy drawer in the hotel, like a raccoon. It was bad. It was bad. Had you eaten? No, I had gone like 24 hours. Yeah, food. so your body was like... Uh, I, was, I was just crazy. Did you get into a lot of fights? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Like you, like, would you start fights? Or no, did you just no. find yourself in the middle of them? Yeah, it was kind of like de rigueur. Uh, it was kind of like having a Twitter account <laughs> when I was growing up. But like everybody. X. It's yeah. X. Oh, yeah. Well, Twix, I call it now. Oh, that's it's way better. Twitter and X, you mix them together, Twix. I'm going to send out a Twix. And then you get a Twix bar. Yeah, and then you get a Twix. You get a little candy bar. Go crazy on it like a raccoon. This is a great idea. Uh, it's working well Wait, for me. Wait, when's the last time you swung or were swung at not in a boxing lesson? Uh, or in a, like, in, in like, well, I'm in a fight. I think it'd probably be about 1990. Okay. Yeah, because I got sober in 1992. And by the time it was 1990... I was already losing badly in every in every aggressive situation. Well, they were were they as intoxicated? Oh, or? definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. There was no way that anybody sober was going to seriously get in a fight with me because it would be you know it'd be taking advantage of well, something. You got out of drinking at the right time yes. because you perpetually like you know when people get out of it late they they look like they're they yeah. put, their skin is a leather bag oh yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, you don't have any of that well you know people you, that i were you were talking about guys that were athletes at the same time as you and they like they go crazy and they like they stop working out and they just eat the same amount of calories yeah. and go you know and just end up like well i see guys that i used to hang with who i drank with who never stopped right and it's it's like crazy. They're they're like they can't walk and stuff. And it's, they're your age. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's like and they come up and go, Oh, we are the same age. And I'm like, <laughs> are we though? Like, and then it's like, Oh, you live in California. I went, Yeah, it's not really about California. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a little more complicated than just going to California. Yeah. Because there's a lot of meth here. Yeah. There is. Although that keeps you young, apparently. It does. It and really it, keeps the heart rate up and Keeps you skinny. So let me ask you this. So you you went to Catholic school, right? So you, I are did. You, are you still a Catholic? No. I mean. No, you, they do say once a Catholic. So. Well, I still have the guilt. And right. That's, I'll be running away from that for a long time and some of the shame. But, but you're uh, not. Did you raise the. Well, the, the, our boys went to the same school and that wasn't. That was a secular that's school. That's a. Well, yes, they rented that. Yeah. Episcopalian. Right. Uh, but it was a secular, you know, school. learning experience. There was no kind of. Yeah. No, uh, and I to this day I love the ritual of the Catholic Mass. Yeah, and uh, my wife and I are basically Presbyterians now. Oh, and I like the ritual, but uh, boy, it is yeah. It's from a you know a guy that said uh, give up all your possessions. And, I know, I know. And I, then you go to the Vatican, you're like, well, yeah, sell one of these paintings and feed Brazil. And, I know. Uh, it, it is. So a it's a bit of a little tricky. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, juxtaposition. I think what it is is because I've become fascinated with Christianity as I get older. I think about dying more. I don't know if that's you're oh, well, still a bit young for. Now. Oh no, I've been thinking about it for Have 25 you? years. Really? Yeah. As soon as I hit 21, I was like, I'm dead. 
<laughs> it's over. It's kind of a thing. I, yeah. I, I mean, I do think about it. So, you know, I'm slight, I'm intrigued by Christianity. And and as you say, from the, it started with like, give up all your stuff and walk around and just like. Love people. Yeah. Didn't I, talk about gay people. Didn't talk no, about. No, yeah. never mentioned didn't, any nev- of that Never, stuff. never. Wasn't, uh, wasn't a judgments on anybody. But what happened, I think, is when, I think the equivalent of when Constantine co-opted Christianity into the empire, right? Roman Empire. And it became the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. I think that's like when, and it hasn't happened yet, but it'll happen in the next couple of years, when Starbucks opens a store at Burning Man, it's a similar type of co-option. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like it, it's the incorporation of something that was wildly counterculture being brought further and further into the mainstream until it is available on Amazon Prime. So do you think Peter... Uh, one of the apostles would like it was already getting bad. Like as far he was like, this is not how it used to be, guys. We should definitely not have oh, this definitely. way too nice. Definitely. I mean, I, I think the minute they started writing the gospels, and they were kind of like they started writing the gospels, uh, so that they were like the Roman involvement. They kind of like tried to move that out. Like Pontius Pilate didn't really want to right. kill Jesus. No. Pontius Pilate wouldn't even think about it. He was killing people all over the place. He was like thousands, like he crucified more people than than you've had candy bars. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's, probably, well, I he, he I like crucified thousands of people. Yeah, but I like to think I haven't had that many candy bars. Well, okay, that was a years. bad example. That, that candy bars, celery I've sticks, had. celery sticks. Yeah, uh, but then he he gave up Barabbas. Yeah, and that see that whole thing. I mean, I feel like a lot of it has been lost in this storytelling over time. Do you think when the one that one pope, there was a couple that led armies. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, it seems well, whatever. Okay, we're cool. Do you know what I love about? Because I love the history of the popes. There, there was when they had the cadaver synod. Do you know what that? No, oh, it was great. So one, I can't remember the exact popes, and I, you know, I look forward to your emails and twixes. But they, there was I, one pope who was really mad at another pope. Yeah, these things happen. So. The Pope that was mad at the other Pope, this Pope dies, and the other Pope that was mad at him is now the new Pope. Right. Right? So he digs up the cadaver of the, you know, the body of the other Pope. They bring the decomposing corpse into the courtroom and put it on trial. And of course he loses. He's found guilty. You're kidding. Didn't get a chance to, to speak for himself. Well, his lawyer was also dead. Which... Yeah, there was that, but it's really How about, I think there was one that was like a teenage Pope. No joke. And really? turned it into a brothel at now one point. that's a TV show. How about the time when there was two popes? The ones in France and then the ones in Italy because they were yeah, just mad. And was... that's, but they made the Chateauneuf de Pop, which is just a wonderful Is that wine. where that comes from? Yeah, because they were like, these are the special grapes. It's the Chateau of the Pope. And I did like that. Even when I was drinking, I remember that from back in the day. Pinot Noir grapes, they I, really nailed it. I said to Megan once, just as a young voice, she was drinking a fancy wine. I went, oh, you know what? If I ever drink again, I'm going to, you know, start drinking that. And she went, yeah, you'll last half an hour on this. Then it'll be fucking hairspray <laughs> by the end of the day. to ethanol. <laughs> Just, but it is. Would you, if you know you're on your, let's say you have like, you're dying death, you're on your deathbed and yeah. you're like, well, I guess I'll have a have whiskey a sour. You know. Kind of like, you know, like a... Clint Eastwood and, you know... That Unforgiven? Was, yeah, Unforgiven. Yeah, when he when he wouldn't realize like, oh yeah, I'm going to die, so I'm just going to start drinking again. Yeah, no, that... I See, I read that completely differently in Unforgiven. That's interesting you said mm. that. Because when I was... I love that movie, cause, and I think it is a study of alcoholism. Oh. Because when he knows he's going to get in that gunfight and he's going to die, but but really what he thinks, I'm going to have to fucking kill people. Oh. And and so I read it as he's like, I can't fucking do this sober. I can't fucking. Oh no! I was just like, I was like, well, yeah. You he knows he's gonna die, so so what drink the, fuck? the thing. Why not? No, I th- I don't so make him as... a better gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> loosen him up. No, I don't think I would. I don't stay so. It's not a chore to stay sober. I stay sober because I like it. So but the, I think though there are drugs around. Like I'm so glad I missed the opiate thing. Right. Because that shit will kill me. My. I mean, they'll all kill you. Well, sure, but the but the opiate stuff. I mean, I go. I had a medical procedure for a, like a dental thing, and they gave me one under supervision for like extreme pain. And I was like, my God, this is like fifteen years ago, and I'm st- I still think about it. Wow, I, like one, you know. And it was you know the guy was like giving it to me with gloves, and it was a smoking test tube and stuff like that. I'm still like, 
No, I, I well, can understand you, how people get consumed by that shit. But when you took it, so you're in crushing pain. I'm assuming mm -hmm. you either had like a, like you had a, a like a some sort of root canal. It was a root canal that had become, had which become is one of the most painful. It, it was agony, yeah. and you did it without anesthesia. No, I you did. I, you got all that. I got the anesthesia, but but there was something wrong afterwards after the procedure, so they had to bring the pain down uh, for a minute, and they, and they did. And was it like, oh, I could get used to this high, or thank God for this relief from this crushing pain in my mouth? Not entirely sure. That's that's the thing, and I, and I still think about it because like the removal of the pain was uh, was amazing, and it was. I'm so grateful that I live in a time yep. when that could happen, but. There was also a feeling of ecstasy, which I feel probably was not connected to the, to the removal of the yeah, pain. Yeah, the doctor was like, you tried to order a gin and tonic <laughs> 10 minutes after you I took mean, it. I mean, I, there was a lot of, you know, I struggled with it about taking it. And eventually I'm like, look, there's no way around this. You're going to have to take it. Because I don't like to take anything. Right. It's dangerous for me. I take and an Advil even if I think I'm going to be sore. Advil is fine. I'm cool with Advil. I'm also not a doctor. You know, if a doctor says, no, you got to take something, you got to take it. I mean, there's a weird thing. This happens in LA a lot. People think because they go to yoga, they're a doctor or, oh yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, you're not a fucking doctor. No. I know yeah. they do a Google search and they're like, yeah, I found some stuff out. I feel bad for doctors that are like, yeah, I went to school for eight years. Yeah. Somehow it wasn't just Google searches. <laughs> it's also like, if you look up do you ever do this when, like, if you look up the possible adverse reactions to Advil? Uh, yeah. You could terrify yourself. That's what the internet is. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's the dark web all of a sudden. Do you have, I think you do have a pretty strong social media presence, don't you? Don't well, you do all that? Yeah, I do all that shit. Yeah. See, I do it too, but I don't really. Like, I'm not connected to it. There's like a bunch of people that do it and they pretend they're me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really. Well, you got to get rid of those people. No, no, no. I pay them. Oh yeah, I pay them. I'm like, no, you you go ahead and. Do they ever post something you're like, and you're like, that's not. No, a good they sometimes they run it by me most of the time. Is and that because you don't I'll want say, to do it, or you just? I don't want to connect with it. It's crazy. It's crazy time. You know, people out there, you know, talking to you, you know, unsolicited, giving your opinions and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, I don't uh, read anything. Oh, that's good. I just send it out. That's fine. That's just like taking a shit in the pool and then leaving. That is exactly what I do. I love that. when it started. Like, I was like, oh, this person. Well, there was a time when this is, for whatever reason, William Shatner would tweet at Norm MacDonald and I telling us how unfunny we were. You and Norm are two of the funniest guys who ever lived. Norm, God rest him. But, but I mean, uh, well, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. But uh, you're hilarious, man. God bless you. But no, it was like William Shatner was, I was like, oh no. People are going to know that William Shat. I'm, of course, I retweeted it and said, "Big fan," but uh, <laughs> but I was like, "What kind of a what the?" F I was like worried about it for a moment, and then I was like, oh, "Fuck all this." But uh, yeah, but have you squared it up with William Shatner? When I met him, yeah, at Betty White's ninetieth. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Betty White's ninetieth. Yeah, uh, I walked up and I go, "Hi, Mr. Shatner." I put my hand out and he looked at it and then oh, just stared at me, Jesus. and I was like, "What did I ever do to you?" Jesus, Bill. I mean, and it's I, funny because I'm quite friendly with William Shatner. Will you tell him hello? He, you know, he he gets an idea in his head, though. I mean, it is yeah. fucking crazy. I feel like the penis rocket was a big reset for him when he learned that the abyss of space was pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was that was before, Be oh, after Betty White. Yeah, 90. it was after. This yeah. was like last year he went up in that thing. Oh, my God. And he I was bet. crying when he came back? Yeah, he was like, yeah. it's way more... I, just Captain Kirk went up there and was like, oh, we're tiny. Yeah. We're just barely holding on to this rock. Well, I, I got that from acid. I don't need to go oh. there. Yeah. Recently? No, bless you. But now, like, uh, what is it? The, the microdosing is now the big... Yeah, I'm not a microdosing sort of a guy. I'm a more macrodosing right. sort of a guy. I can't be left alone with a fucking candy bar. You, you think, how am I going to microdose? I can't do it. Well, do you think... I mean, not that uh, you replaced it because you were a very healthy person, but uh, the stand-up... Uh, it does, in a way. Yeah, that's, I love yeah, that it has on stage. A, it has a, a kind of... Zen thing about it. I remember reading uh, an interview with Michael Jackson, controversial figure, but talking about his performance, and he said he was so comfortable on stage, he he feels like he could sleep there. Now that could, of course, have been the propofol, but also <laughs> the. I understand it though. I get very comfortable on stage. Yeah, uh, you get that way too. I love it so much. 
I, well, yes, I do get very, yes. I go, oh, this is all the stress and all the anxiety yeah. falls away. When you were doing the soup, because I remember you started the soup maybe a year or something before I started in late night, something like that. Started in fits and starts in 2004. Right. And I started in late night 2005. So that, so, right. right on. And I remember thinking like, this guy is the only one that's doing anything like I'm doing. This is, this oh. is, because all the rest, I felt like everyone else's, there's a style of doing late night that exists as right. a, it's almost like a genre and you weren't, you weren't doing that. And I, I didn't do it either because I didn't know when I think you. When you would grab the camera, I was like, oh, that's a good, that I should have done that. Oh, um, like it, you'd get up there and I would. Uh, but we had about the same budget though. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, you could afford a talking skeleton now. I, eventually, not right away. I was four years in before I got the talking skeleton. Well, you didn't have to shoot around pillars because it was a converted lobby. <laughs> I, but then Ryan Seacrest showed up and all of a sudden yeah, they no. began pouring millions of dollars into the studio. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck this whole time? You know, it's funny when Lily Tomlin was on the late night show, she came in and she went, wow, this this place used to be a cupboard. <laughs> it was, it was, the, ward, it was the wardrobe room. That's my studio. I mean, I thought, right. I remember saying to you, the first time you were on my late night show, I said to you, dude, you should do this. You should do this thing. Mm. And I, you never, I, I never saw you kind of, I never got the sense that you were interested in doing that. I never thought I was going to do the soup. So I, that right. was, uh, I, and I always wanted to be an actor. And then I was like, well, maybe I'm better at this than acting. Uh, you're a good actor. I've seen you act like community. You're awesome in uh, that yeah, show. That was a dream come true. That's it was a great too bad show. for Donald Glover and the way his career is fizzled. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's just, you know, so you win some, you lose some. <laughs> I will say that I was torn. I've never really talked, uh, but I, I, I've thought about it. And I'm like, oh, that would, that would have been, but then I, you know, I have some self-loathing that really can kick in. So you never know which version of me you're going to get. Well, self-loathing, it will work for you in late night. It re yeah, you have to be. You have to kind of hate yourself a little bit to just go and do it all the time. Yeah, you, it's rare. It's odd if you see a comedian go, fucking nailed it. Did it again. I'm yeah. like, you did? Oh, shit. Good for you. I can't believe how confident you are. Yeah, so, some are like that, but they're not funny. Mm. You know, it, it's... Yeah. It's a, it's an odd business. Would you do it now, do you think? I don't. I'm way too old. Oh, bollocks. It doesn't, the rules are all changed now. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, I do, I realize, I realize with the soup how much I, you know, like you, you do so many of them that yeah. you get, like when people send me clips, I was like, I have no recollection of that, but oh, that was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of that. Yeah. And I now, and I was like, oh, the pattern of that was really fun. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I, I, I miss that consistency. I mean, but believe me, with the new, like I host a baking show and I fucking love it. So, right. uh, I, that definitely tickles that little muscle guys. Okay. Nice. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, I, when I see like the guys, you know, like the, they're so fucking good and I, I just don't know if I have the, I, I would like to, I mean, you were part of the golden age of like the, like when everybody was clicking and uh, I think you too though I think the soup was part of that too I don't think the soup wasn't I mean I, I feel like I got that. paid less than everybody though yeah you probably did but I mean that's that's uh, but you sorted that out with community and yeah it was good times yeah and and all the other stuff the like Spy Kids movies and all that kind of stuff well thank you uh, <laughs> there's still the, there's people still like so Jessica Alba played your wife how was that how did that work <laughs> why would someone like that agree to be with you and well, that's a, a come whole on i mean why are you saying that you're extremely handsome and you're in great shape i'm trying to get you to say these things and it's working yeah i see you, this. you is that catfishing no that's bat fishing it's like catfishing is slightly different i don't is bat or dog fishing or maybe dog fishing or it might just be fishing Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Difficult fashion? Uh, not anymore. I'm too impatient. I can't go to, it's hard for me to go to movies. I hear you. <laughs> I just, I was like, we're just going like, to sit here for two hours? There are Instagram posts that I'm like, too long. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. It's bad. I, I do still read a book from time to time. You will sit and... Good for you. I can't read. Which, uh, Are you dyslexic? Very. I didn't know that. Way you. better than I used to be. But all so right. all like just on the way here, I am in the middle of a novel, and I that's all. I'll, I'll put it on when I'm doing the dishes. I'll put it on when I'm cooking. I'll do it. So with, you like audiobooks? Yes. That's a but audiobooks are great. Greatest thing. Greatest. Uh, that's that that's worth the digital technology just for that. Yeah, but, I will trade the human trafficking and oh, no. Silk Road no, no, stop, drug stop. and stop. arms dealing Joe, for no, Audible. No, you went too far, man. And I know Shaz- I know you're joking. And Shazam. <laughs> I'm still amazed where like this thing knows my songs. Yeah. I can't this knows it's just going to identify this song. It's great. No, uh and yes, it, that has changed my life. What's well, the book you read? Uh last? The last book I read, 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 I think, hang on a second. Dianetics. Yeah, yeah. I I never got around to that. I did get a few overtures from them back in the day. Oh, yeah. well, uh, did you go to ever go to the brunch? No, the I politely declined. Center? It's not my thing. I'm not, I'm not very good at organized religion. I, I, I don't really care for it much. I feel like once dogma is involved of any type, you know, I, I kind of like shy away from it. We all do this now. Oh, yeah. fucking do we. Yeah. Well, you know what? I grew up during punk rock, and we don't all fucking do this. No. Now. But we all are going to spike our hair and wear the same leather jacket. But we're different. But <laughs> we're a different cult. We're all different, cult. except when we go to that concert, we all look the same. <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny. I. It's like when people get mad at young, because you, your kids, they're young. They'll be in that kind of rebellion thing. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I don't want to, you know, force you into talking about your kids. But I'm but, fine. But I do notice with, you know, my own children that they're slightly disappointed that I don't get as outraged as maybe other parents do yeah. about their their world. Yeah. Which is a tricky one. I mean, they, they're very dogmatic, the kids right now. I mean, they're, they have a lot of orthodoxy that needs to be... Did your parents get observed. on you about your... When oh, you were t- yeah. I used to have to, when I was like 15, punk rock hit. And I used to go out for the evening to see my buddies. And then there was a bridge near our house. Now go underneath the bridge and change into punk rock clothes. Like, you know, the, and you'd like stuff your other clothes, and put the other in, clothes under the bridge and then go. And of course you come back and a hobo's taking it and you have to go home. <laughs> but there's like a hobo wearing a school uniform somewhere. I, um, I feel like that the punk rock scene in Great Britain, where it started mm. was such a break. Oh my God. It was huge. Of, yeah. uh, I don't know if I, I mean, we went from glam rock to grunge. Yeah, that's pretty big. Which was the opposite, which was, you know, glam rock was hair and full makeup down to, then it was just plaid shirts and... Which would be roundabout 
the exact moment for you because you're in Seattle or that area. You're in yeah. Washington State, right? Yeah. And grunge. I think you must be totally into that. Area. I was. I yeah. watched Allison Chains get booed off stage. What? Because the next band is the band called the Young Fresh Fellows was the band that everyone wanted to see. And I remember uh, Lane Staley going like, "Fuck you! This is great music!" And they were like, the crowd was like, "Fuck you! Get off!" <laughs> and, oh, and then it all worked out for. Allison James. <laughs> did you ever get booed off stage? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. When did you get booed off stage? It was at the Power 106 like lineup at, in Anaheim at, at like an 8,000 person outdoor oh, stadium. Sweet. And uh, they were not fans. And uh, when was I, this? This is probably 2009 or nice. eight. Nice. And uh, I don't know what you're like when you start getting booed. I have to fight. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I turned the clock around and I was like, I'm staying up here for this long. And uh, which was not a great move either. Perfect. And Do there it. was uh, agents trying to poach oh. me there and they were, they were all ran away. They didn't poach you after They that. didn't. They were like, oh, that's not what we expected. And uh, so it was, uh, yeah. What about you? My first stand-up was uh, Scottish Week during punk rock at the ICA in London. And basically it was a bunch of Scottish punk rock bands and a bunch of Cockney punks. And they said to me, you should go, you're funny, you go up during when we're changing the bands around and, and do comedy. So I, I, I did. And I thought it would be funny to wear a kilt. And I did, but I was so nervous that my knees were physically shaking. And the Cockneys noticed it and they started shouting, his knees are knocking, his knees knocking. And it became a chant. And the entire crowd, his knees are knocking, his knees are knocking. And well, you had the crowd. Uh, well, they had me, I think. Uh, and was, there's equipment being changed behind me. Oh, yeah. So it's the most that. distracting. It was garbage. But here's the thing. And this is the same with you. I went back. See, normal people that are not like us would have an experience like that and go, I don't need to do that again. Yeah. And you went back. Why? Well, but I don't, uh, I don't know why. I mean, I always have to, I, ha I'm, uh, I have to, like, I'm extremely competitive. So, But uh, that's competitive with the universe at that point. Yeah, I think I was ready to take them on. I said, pretty insulting things. I kept going. I kept, and to the point where his show organizer said, you need to get out of here. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, <laughs> I think at one point I was like, raise your hand if you don't have a neck tattoo. And, <laughs> yeah. and fuck, yeah. they, yeah. And then I was like, watch the soup on E, thanks. And they, yeah. And Did I, your ratings go up after that? The next day, one of the people that was working for us said, I have, uh, we got like uh, 3,000 uh, emails. <laughs> like it was, wow. they were people like pissed and then people pissed at the pissed people. Yeah. And, but it was, uh, you know, it was another one of those moments where I'm like, maybe I am terrible at this. Well, what's like, interesting about that though is like now that would be like a viral thing. Everyone would share in your, yeah. your shame. There was nothing. Yeah. There was no footage. No. Yeah, I mean, thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think, too. I mean, I feel for young performers now. Like, you fuck up, everyone's going to know forever. Like, I did a show once in Dunfermline in Scotland, Carnegie Hall. I've played both Carnegie Halls, the one in Dunfermline in Scotland and the one in New York. The one in New York's a lot easier. The one in Dunfermline, I went on stage, I was really, this before I stopped drinking, and I said, words to the effect of, probably a little more aggressively, where I come from, we talk, in Glasgow, we talk about you people as sheep shaggers, which I always thought was bad until I came here and saw what your women looked like. And that, fuck, man, they went crazy. They didn't like it. They were mad. And they were right to be mad. Well, they chased That me. was the opener? Yeah. Yeah, it was ill-advised. You probably should have bagged on the women in your clan after that. I probably shouldn't have mentioned women at all, but yeah. these were different times. And know? then as they were screaming, were you like... This is what I'm talking See, about. See, this is this is why nobody plays here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Carnegie uh, opened a place in Scotland. Well, he was Scottish. He was he was from Scotland. Yeah. yeah, they changed. His father was a weaver, and then the weaving business changed, and so they moved to America. And he 
he started U.S. Steel. I don't know how it worked out, but um, I think he made I mean, a little money. He made a little money, and mm. he uh, he broke a lot of unions. <laughs> he was, but then he felt really guilty. He started building yeah. shit for everybody. Yeah. I was like, you treated these. They can't even get to the library that you built there because yeah, no, they're working for it's, fourteen hours. It's uh, definitely the Jungian duality yet again. Um, yeah, and, he was, and and here we come full circle. You know uh, what? It's here a show come. about young Jungian duality. Maybe we should call it that rather than joy. When did Carl Jung die? 1961. Wow. How did you know that? I'm a huge uh, Jungian. Oh. Um, you, uh, very interested. You in record Carl your Jung. dreams? I used to, but I found that I was manipulating them and I stopped doing it. Have you ever done that? Crept a, a dream uh, journal? I No. I can't hardly write down oh, right. my name saying, on yeah. a form. So, uh, well, you could audio it. You could like, you know. Yeah. But the truth is, the I. I stopped doing it because I found that I could control them. Oh. Uh, which felt uh, weirdly counterproductive. I didn't like it. Because you were like, this tonight I'm going to have this crazy yeah. dream where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's almost like... Mary Poppins would I, land on my new sports car. Wait, you you read my dream journal? Well, I can go in and out of people's dreams while they're asleep. Now that would be cool. I don't know if you saw Dreamscape. Is that Was that in Dreamscape? Yeah. I thought that was, isn't that Freddy Krueger? Doesn't he do that? He does. Yeah. yeah but Dreamscape was the first. That was, uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, what's his name? Quaid. Uh, Dennis Quaid? Randy Quaid. Uh, Dennis, not Randy. It's, Boy. Because Randy Quaid. What's going on with Randy? You know, I feel like everybody I know called Randy is a little bit crazy. And I mean, then, do you know any Randys that aren't a little off the beaten track? I don't. And Randy, of course, we didn't, you have a different meaning in Brandy. Well, Randy in Britain means very, very horny. Yeah. Uh, I felt bad for everybody named Randy. There's not that many people named Randy in Britain. There's a lot of guys named Horny. <laughs> but there's no... What? Uh, old Horny McPherson yeah, is coming I over. I went to the Horny Chateau. I think he was... Uh, he ran but, a clan um, that... No, so, yeah, you're right. So, he, we don't hear from him anymore, Randy Quaid. No, no, I, I, didn't, I never I heard he's, from him. And you never get in touch with me. Yeah, he was very good in that... Uh, Midnight Express. And he played LBJ and he was great. What, what about Independence Day? Wasn't he in Independence yeah. Day? Yeah. Yes. He, he was like drunk but flying a plane. Yeah. I think that's he a of, terribly bad idea, by the way. You should never do that. I wasn't ever going to do that. Well, I don't know. You had a look about you like you were thinking, you know what? Well, uh, you're I'll in the air. It's not like you can do, and nothing can go wrong. But, well, that's true. Now, as you mentioned, it's when probably, was the last time you got behind the, the uh, yoke of a plane? Oh. Last summer, I think. All right. Yeah, I, I like to fly. I do do that. And you didn't like to fly. I didn't like to fly, and then I learned to fly. Because I was ashamed by uh, Kurt Russell, of all people. He was on the show, and I was talking about I didn't like flying. And he was like, eh, it's bullshit. You're just a control freak. I was like, oh, really? He went, yeah. And then he, he, he got me in touch with a flight instructor, and I learned to fly. But then I went flying with Kurt Russell, when I only had about eight hours of flying experience. Wow. And you can't cry in front in front of Snake Plissken. It's not cool. No. And did so, you think like, boy, if this goes down, whose name's going to be listed first? Oh, man, I wouldn't even be mentioned. It'd be like Kurt Russell and Friend. And Scottish. But, 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 but maybe Friend would be nice. Yeah. Hey. Passenger. Yeah, I guess it um, would be. I flew on a plane from a Comic-Con with the cast of Star Trek, The Next Generation. Oh, and my like, God. LeVar Burton's right there. And I'm like... LeVar's name would be first because Patrick yeah. Stewart's not on board. Yeah. And I was like, how is this going to go? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think thoughts like that are helpful. I don't think they're not helpful. Well, that's fair enough, as long <laughs> as it entertains you. So, uh, where were you flying? You're flying from San Diego to where? Uh, oh, no. We were in, uh, boy, North Carolina. For a we Comic Con, were... they have them there too? They have them everywhere, yeah, all over that. the planet. Do everywhere. you do them for community? Is that a Comic-Con thing? I've only done two. Right. And they're like, oh, you can make this. And I was like, I all I do is talk all day anyway. So yeah. it's talking to people and using a lot of hand sanitizer. You're talking to me about this fucking podcast right now. People See? say to me, yeah. like, why, why are you doing a podcast? I'm like, oh, no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. You don't like money. <laughs> yeah. Actually... It's not It's not a hard thing. It's not a chore to talk to people. I mean, like, the rule is, for me, like, you just talk to people you like, and then you're cool. Do you talk to people you don't know and have to do a bunch of research? No. I mean, 
even if I don't know someone, I don't do research anyway. Because the way I figure it, and this is what I always thought about in late night too, like, I'll just ask. Because we're going to talk about it anyway. Yeah. So, like, when people say, oh, did you see uh, Steve Carell's movie? I'm like, no, I'll ask him about it. He said, well, you should see it before he gets here. I'm like, well, then I'll already know and it'll be fake. <laughs> I'll just ask him what the movie's about and I'll genuinely be asking him what it's about. He's not an idiot. He'll be able to tell me. Yeah, and it, you shouldn't expect everybody to just, watch, like, read the book and watch all that. Yeah, that's... No, that's crazy. I remember... Salman Rushdie was on the late night show. He was on the late night show a lot. And I was like, I haven't read the book, man. I read Satanic Verses. He went, did you like it? I went, yeah, it's amazing. And he went, okay, so uh, this other one's pretty good. And then he just talked about it. Yeah, He didn't I mean, expect me to read his, well, maybe he did. And he was just being polite. I remember I when know. Larry King said to Jim Carrey when he was promoting the Majestic, he goes, Jim, I've watched half of this movie. <laughs> and I was like, what an injury. And Jim Carrey was like, half, Larry? <laughs> and he's like, I, I didn't, I fell asleep and I will, I'll, I'm going to watch the rest later. And he was like, oh, thanks. But I was like, I think half is worse. That is worse. Than none. But I think that is, did you ever do it, when you had guests on the soup, would you like study them a little bit? I would, well, we would look into, like sometimes we would get pop stars from really big stars South America oh, and right, I'd be okay. like, don't know anything about don't. that. And then like he dated Jen uh, like Jennifer Aniston for 10 minutes. I was yeah. like, all right, well, great. So then we would have them on. Like before Slumdog Millionaire became a thing, we would oh, have, we had right. a few because we could always get people on the way up. Like on the yes. Yeah, yeah. On the way up or on the way down. But that, we would that's never who, that's whoever I got as well. Occasionally you get people who are in the zone. But, yeah, once you know. in a while. Yeah. Uh, like, no, we would put offers out to anybody come. They're like, sure. What did Elton John say? And they're like, we have not heard back. Yeah. But I will say. When Taylor Swift, she was only booking, you know, uh, Staples Center at this point. We right. reached out, like, well, maybe she'll come on. And then her people actually got back, and they're like, she can't come on, but if you guys want tickets to the show. And I was like, oh, great. Now she's aces in my book for the rest. Because she was yeah. one of the only huge stars that ever got back to us. She, I, I think she's pretty good news, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I mean, like, she's like... Like she's the real deal. She's like Dolly Parton. She can write yeah. and she can do it all, and she's super talented. And yeah, I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, she's and everyone I know that has gone to her show. Yeah, people my age and they're, oh, this one I was like, she's the Beatles, and I was maybe, like, oh, maybe okay. okay. They're yeah. like, she is. She's started a movement, and then people will complain. They're like, I've seen her four times. They're like it's it, and people are like, well, it's just the same show over and over. And I'm like, well, that's what. That's everybody what, does. That's what you. That's what you two is doing right now. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like they're they, they can't change the you know the movie they're showing in the background. You know, it's funny that people say. I'm sure they say that you. How do you come up with your comedy? And nobody wants the real answer, which is I sit alone in a room for a long time with a fucking computer and I work. Yeah, and I I've, think and I think and I think and I write it down. Or in your case, I say sit. It, I sit on a it. plane. You know, Leonard's dyslexic as well. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. Write it down. Well, that guy, he also, how many days a week is he on stage? Oh, he, well, he never misses the Comedy Magic Club, which is Sunday nights. Well, uh, every Sunday night. The only thing that he made him miss it was burning his face off and breaking his legs. I, I don't know if he missed it. I think, I think they got him to wheel him in on the gurney. He'd be like, he'd be like, what's the deal with Do you ever do face? an impression of Leno to him? Yeah, I think I have done, but on his... On a show, I don't think I would do it in polite conversation, but I, I've done it. Yeah, I, People do it to me all the time. Oh, Craig, oh, Shrek, Fanti right. Donkey. Yeah, I'm like, like okay, we... man, thanks. I was on that car show showing off my 1990 Toyota Land Cruiser made by Corsetti Cruisers. Oh, that was a plug. And, yeah. uh, and we were sitting there while the camera's on. Jay's talking, we're talking, and then the camera goes off, and we're just kind of quiet. And I was like, Jay, uh, what'd you have for breakfast? And he was like, yeah, peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> and I was like, and coffee? And he's like, hey, I drink coffee. No, he doesn't drink hot liquids. What? Why? I, I know, it's a real thing for him. He's like, no hot liquids. I'm like, what about soup? He's like, no, soup is a... Is, what about gazpacho? That was my question. Doesn't have that either. <laughs> he, and he's, he, he's got real weird about liquid. He'll drink sodas. Like sugar sodas. Yeah, sugar sodas and, well, uh, and water. Well, he for breakfast, he had a glass of like... Full fat milk <laughs> and a peanut butter. But that, but it, full fat milk is, like, is kind of just like 
cow soup, basically. Yeah, it's, it's a milkshake. Yeah. And then I was like, what are you going to do for lunch? He's like, eh, in and out burger. <laughs> and I was like, what did you do yesterday for lunch? He's like, in and out. And I'm like, okay, well. You, he knows what he likes, man. It's, it's he working knows for what him. he likes, yeah. Well, listen, yeah. uh, you're a joy, as always. It's so good to see you. Oh, man, it's so good to see you, too. Uh, you, you we've known each bit, other so. now for a long time. Yeah, but you know, 20 fucking years. You were always, and continue to be, so fucking kind. Oh, uh, and stop. considerate. And you are, well, you know, all those nice Hollywood showbiz things, but but real back to you. I that mean, was, whereas you saying them to me obviously wasn't real because you still live in Los Angeles. <laughs> they, but I, that's I, right. I don't live in Los Angeles anymore. So now if I... Do you, do you remember when we went to, I think it was Medeo, the Italian restaurant? Oh, yeah. And we of course, kept hearing, yeah. like we thought was an old lady yelling at... Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And it turned out to be, what's his name? The Nutty Professor. Uh, uh, Jerry Lewis. Yes, yeah, so it was Jerry Lewis. Yeah, that's right. Because he was holding court. That's like, right. Yeah, that was going way back. God, that's right. And then, the God, that, I remember that night. That was weird. That was, yeah, that was. In, I, uh, you and Sarah were the one of the few people that Megan and I would actually go out for dinner with in Hollywood. Because I, I don't know about you, but it can get a little crazy in this town. It can get a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, but then I look at my friends back in Seattle. And I'm like, you all seem half nuts too. So, oh yeah, everybody's fucking. Crazy. You introduced me to Bob Saget. I we, did. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, and I fell in love with that man. Uh, I, love I, I loved Bob. Bob came over to visit visit us in Scotland, and we had there was this big. We were having a big dinner in this old house that I may or may not own in Scotland, <laughs> and <laughs> there was like a lot of people there. And Bob had to go to the bathroom just before we had dinner, so it was like. 50 people in this dining room. And Bob went out. I said, all right, look, Bob's in the bathroom. When he comes back, we'll say grace. And then we'll all lift her, you know, left leg and smack her heel with her right hand. And then everybody was like, okay. So Bob came back in and said, oh, Bob, you're just in time for grace. And we all said grace. And then we all lifted our left leg and smacked her. And Bob did the same, didn't mention about it. He's like total professional. Like, okay. That's what you do, do here. It's what we do here. He fit right in. Well, he was a sweetheart, Bob. He was. He? he was the only, as I've said, like he would end his texts with like, I love you. Yeah, that's I was right, like, yeah. eat my balls, but I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah. Well, you would only do that if you love someone. You know what? You're right. Yeah, no, you got to have some sort of affection. You can't do angry ball eating. There's no, no joy in that. What a weird way to end a podcast or the greatest way. I think the greatest way. Good day to you. Good day to you, Craig I bid Ferguson. you adieu. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, that mental health challenges can affect you. Now you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information what's up y'all janice torres here and i'm austin hankwitz we're the hosts of mind the business small business success stories a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's ruby studios and intuit quickbooks join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success from finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.